It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. This guy reached out to me on Facebook and said, Why haven't you interviewed me? Even though we had made an arrangement to talk prior to maybe a couple of games being released in October. But you know what? October is kind of long away. So let's bring him on right now. The artist you know and love from Guardians of the Galaxy and also Batman 66, Christopher Franchi joins us. Hello, Christopher. Hello, Mr. Teolis. How are you, sir? It's Dr. Teolis, but I'm fine. Thank you. Dr. Teal as well, that too. It is an honor and a pleasure, unmeasured, to be on your show, sir. Didn't I hear that same crap you said to head-to-head pinball as well, too? Like, is that just your standard, oh my god, it's such a thrill? Laying it on a little (laughs) thick there, Christopher. I can't hear you, the phone's breaking up. (laughs) It worked for Pee Wee. Uh, no, I'm not being serious. All right, uh, all right. You're no, good. I didn't say that. Uh, I, I was uh, was also grateful to be on their show. And uh, you know, you gotta love Ryan and Marty, or Royan and Marty. But you know, you're the, you're the real deal. You're the you're that guy that does that show. That's really cool. <laughs> wow, when you can't come up with words, you know it's sincere. I, yeah, you know, I, I'm I've had a rough couple of days, so so my vocabulary and everything else is suffering right now. All right, why has it been rough? Well, because you stiffed uh, me for dinner. Is that why? It's been weighing on you. I was 10 minutes from your house. I'm like, hey, man, let's grab dinner. You have to eat. I've, listen, I've seen you. You've seen me. We eat. Yeah, but I don't remember I don't remember why I couldn't make it. I know you were going to be at the airport and you had like a layover. You had some time. Yes, I wasn't far away, but there was a reason why I couldn't go or I would have. I don't remember the reason. I just remember the snub. Yeah, well, you know, that's the way it always goes, right? You always remember the crappy part, but you don't remember the, the important part. And I don't either, so I guess we're both guilty. It could have been the start of a great love fest. You know, I certainly admire your work. In fact, I just got framed the lovely art that you did, the limited edition piece of Batman art from Texas Pinball Festival that Ryan C. brought back for me, number 7 of 50, framed, and you made some Canadian comment on it. I really appreciate But uh, that's now up in my pinball room, and just the bonding could have been great. Now, you know, when you go up against me, sometimes it can turn ugly. Ask Josh Sharp. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to end up there. <laughs> I love Josh. It's all a joke. In fact, Fine. some of my favorite comics, too, you see some of the Triumph the Insult comic dog, uh, Lisa Lampanelli, some of these insult comics that I, I think are right. funny. They Jeffrey only Ross. insult the people that they love. That's a good point to keep in mind, too. Oh, yeah. You know, I've never been, I don't know, I guess when you're an artist, you're kind of overly sensitive. So I was never really good at that. But I had a birthday a couple years ago, three years ago or so. I know, happy 60th. I I threw myself on the slab and had a roast. And it was tough. There wasn't really a set time, but we got about what seemed to feel like about halfway through it. And I pulled the plug. I'm like, all right, I can't take anymore. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Listen, if I'm going to dish it out, you better be able to take it. The key is letting everyone know this is a joke. And I think everybody knows. Yeah. And look, I'm saying it right now. Everybody knows I think the world of Josh Sharp and even Ryan C. I just like poking fun of them. Yeah. It makes them laugh. It makes me laugh. But there's nothing but love. Well, you know, the best way to burn people is when you're good friends with people, you know how to burn them because you know them inside and out. You know what's going to get to them and get under their skin. And you also are armed with all the ammunition about their life and personality, etc., to fling poo at them in such a manner. <laughs> 
Well, see, that's the whole thing, Chris. Everyone's telling me, oh, you got to go on the Trash Talkers Bloodbath Invitational at Pinburg. And I'm like, there's not a chance for so many reasons. One, look at the stats. I'm by far the best pinball podcaster player there is. It's not even close. Like, I, I don't even know where the others start. And secondly, this mouth going up against them, there's not enough Kleenex in Pittsburgh to cover the carnage that... I could lay on people in a bloodbath trash talker. Forget about it. So I'm bowing down. I'm saying, you know what? First of all, as great as I am, and I'm being completely modest here, I could pick any two people and still fall out of bed and win that thing. So I, it's just best that I don't do it. You know, I th- I'm taking the high road, which is something it, I don't do. That's, that's mighty kind of you, sir, to, to give somebody else a chance. Even before you've taken the trophy home yourself. I mean, that's mighty kind. <laughs> well, you know what? They'd just be playing for seconds. So why bother? Yeah, I know that story. <laughs> so I saw the other day, it was Batman Day, and I reached out to you. I'm like, wait a minute, what? I've never heard of Batman Day. I also, like you, am a massive, massive Adam West Batman fan, obsessed. I've got my 12-year-old. We sit and watch all the Batman episodes and just laugh and love it. And especially, you know, seeing all the stock footage they would do, the Batmobile driving up to Gotham City Hall or, or wherever the police station is. It's the same footage every single time. And just, yep. you know, the corniness of climbing the walls. Love it all. And that was it for me. Plus, I grew up and it was it was the only kind of superhero show on TV. Why the obsession for you for Batman? Is it the tights? I, I, well, yeah, you know, the, the satin underwear on the outside is very attractive. Me too. Uh, I'm right there. <laughs> uh, Batgirl? No. Uh, oh, I loved Batgirl. I, I think it's just because, well, it, it was a huge part of my childhood, but I've been discovering through the years of talking to other adult collectors and adult fans of Batman that there's just something about Batman that gets under your skin and you just can't wash it off. And it might be, it might have something to do with the character and the, the sort of personality, you know, that you are, you know, and those two things just click together and magic happens. But I just had always been a fan. I mean, you can't get any cooler than a superhero that lives in a cave, you know? <laughs> I mean, he's got these cool cars and helicopters and crap. And I could really relate to him because even growing up, I appreciated the fact that Batman had no superpowers. He was just a regular dude and spent his money on cool gadgets and cool technology and all that to fight crime. You know, I thought that was really cool. I was more of a DC than a Marvel fan growing up and, and still am, even though I appreciate the Marvel stuff as well. Hold on a second but, there. You just got paid for some Marvel work, so just slow down there. <laughs> no, I like it. I, you know, I went and saw Infinity Wars, and, you know, which really pissed me off. But anyway. It ticked uh, you off? Why? No hexagons? <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I didn't know going in. All I saw was the trailer. I didn't read the articles. I didn't watch the geek news on YouTube. I just saw the trailer and went in and had no idea that it was a part one. And when they left you just completely hanging and the credits started rolling, I'm like, what the hell? Are you kidding me? But I looked at my daughter and she looked at me and we're like, what a ripoff. Yeah. I've got three words for you here, Chris. Boo, yeah. frickety, who? What do you mean you didn't know it was going to be a sequel? They're all kind of interconnected. And when you go see great movies like Star Wars and you're left with a massive cliffhanger, is Darth Vader Luke's dad in Empire Strikes Back? That's a three-year wait. We're going to find out in the well, next year. But you know what? In those movies, there was a cliffhanger, but it wasn't right at the end of the movie. You know, there were other. There's all kinds of chapters going on to tell that whole story. Whereas this movie... 
there's one story. There's several groups of people that come together, but there's one story. There's an A to B story, and it just stops, you know, like right in the middle of it. And then you've got to wait a year. You know, even Kill Bill, you only have to wait a couple of months, but like the normal superhero movies, you know there's going to be another one, but at least they put a little bow at the end of the movie. You know, you can go home satisfied, the bad guy's in jail, or, you know, whatever. This one, no. It's just like it all builds up, builds up, builds up, and then they turn the lights on and say, all right, get out. We'll see you in a year. Might not be alive in a year. Yeah, they said get out after two hours and 40 minutes of filming and fighting, and I was good to go. I had to pee, I'm sure of it. Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah, because I drank a big Dr. Pepper myself. It was a good movie. You know, I'm not pissing on the movie. I thought it was an outstanding movie. I mean, any day is a good day when you can go to the movie theater and see a superhero movie because you're in my age group. You know, I remember when Batman 89 came out. That was the first one. That was the first real superhero movie. So back then, it was a treat just to go to the theater and see any superhero movie. Nowadays, you can't go to the theater and not see one. Yeah, there's about seven or eight a year. You're right. Now, you're neglecting the Superman movies, the Christopher Reeves movies, but... It's funny you mentioned the Batman Tim Burton movie. Now, the Batman we grew up with was the camp, Adam West, and it was really all about the villains. So when Batman came out with Tim Burton, I was not a fan. I loved Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, was okay with the bat suit and the toys, just didn't like the movie. Still to this day, don't. Really? I did. I didn't expect it. I remember being on a talk radio show leading up to the release of the movie, and my whole point of view was... As much as I'd like to see a real superhero movie of Batman and not something campy and comedic, we've got the TV show. We can always have that. So let's see a true, the real nature of Batman in a movie. Oh, but I'll give you that. I, but I didn't feel that the, the public would have accepted it at the time. It would have been like, you know, what is this? This isn't Batman. You know, Batman climbs up the side of a building and talks to Sammy Davis Jr., <laughs> you know. <laughs> so when it came out, great. I was surprised and thrilled, you know, I mean... Tim Burton put his pretty much his neck out on the stump to make that movie because even Warner Brothers wasn't really too keen on him doing a straightforward movie. He we'll just, move off he, that. The two things I didn't like about that movie, Kim Basinger just drove me nuts and somebody I love destroyed the soundtrack. I love Prince. I couldn't stand listening to that. Hubba hubba, yeah. who do you love? Crap. I'm like, give me a break. Uh, that just, that ruined it for me. So anyway, so you've done Batman, you've done Guardians. Now you're in full artwork mode. You're one of the guys, the go-to guys for pinball. And you've got a couple of things in the works right now. Apparently we're going to see these released in October, as mentioned on Head to Head Pinball. So you've got a lot more time to work on these than you certainly did with Batman. Well, you, you would have thought, and I did think, we were cruising along. I started, well, one of these I started back last year, actually, right around this time last year. And that was only because we were putting together something to sort of, as a song and dance, to, to get the license. So we didn't really hit the ground running with this thing until November. But, you know, the roots do go back to last May. So both of these pretty much started chugging along in November. And one of them came to find out that we... There's a, sort of a special approval process we have to go through. And we're basically told with maybe three weeks, three or four weeks to spare, that we had to have everything done by the beginning of May to get approved. And we could take as much time as we want after that to build the game and whatnot. But artwork-wise, everything had to be shown and approved. So that kind of put me behind the eight ball, especially the last last two, three days. I think I've got about 
five hours of sleep total in the past three days because today was the cutoff just to get everything done, get the, the packages all printed out and put together and sent off to get approved. So it's been a rough couple of days. Uh, it, it definitely took me back to, you know, the three weeks of Batman. <laughs> but, uh, but the other one's kind of sitting in the back just waiting for me to get back to it in the next couple of days and uh, we can kind of relax and take our time from that point but uh, yeah it's been a it's been a rough couple of days it's not an easy job i can't imagine in fact and i wonder i think of all the hard work you do and you're just from the art side of it but the people manufacturing coming up with the toys the play field the programmers everybody that's involved in any game any company and it kind of ticks me off when I see things leaked or people give information like, here's the next title, here's the next two titles, here's next year's titles. It Personally, it kind of bothers me because I think there's a lot of people involved in that company and that may or may not hurt sales or it might make somebody, look, I'm going to postpone buying because that's coming out or whatever the case may be. I just think it's, first of all, none of my business, but boy, there are some people that just love leaking that stuff, and I, I don't seem to get it. Yeah, I, I think when you get to the point where you're calling up, like, you know, Warner Brothers and saying, you know, hey, uh, does anybody have the license for this property for pinball? And they say, yes, you know, Stern does. And then they go and report it. You know, I mean, that's just like being devious. You know, pretending that you're representing a company that wants to make a pinball machine just to find out if someone has the license and then running around like, I don't understand the importance of that. I got better things to do with my time. I'm going to track people down, jump through all the hoops of calling people at Warner Brothers to get to the right person just so I can find out, you know, who's making the next what, you know, pinball machine. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I appreciate the enthusiasm, you know, of course, you know, pinball people are very passionate about their hobby. You know, and I've met some, you know, amazing people through it, but, you know, just stuff like that, I just don't understand. I, I, I don't know why you can't just, you know, these are the people who went through their parents' closet a week before Christmas and dug through the bags and, you know, unwrapped their gifts to see what it was and then rewrapped them, you know, because they couldn't wait for Christmas. You know, that's, it's a shame that people do that. And I read all the leaks and all the stuff that, I, I also noticed how, when people talk for something for about a month, it's suddenly no longer a rumor and sort of like just considered fact. Like, you know, I, I still see on like um, This Week in Pinball, you know, every, every week it says, you know, Stern titles, blah, 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 you know, coming, you know, or whatever. And, and this lists all these titles that have not changed over the past six months. And it, it just seems to be kind of like law now and no longer just like something that you're you know, mumbling at a barcade with a buddy that's, you know, they just deem it to be fact, even though they've got nothing to substantiate it with. So I will say this for Jeff at This Week in Pinball. I don't think he's a rumor-based guy. I think he certainly does some digging because it is his business to do that. And he gets a lot of intel. A lot of people interact with Jeff, myself included. But um, I, I think for his own namesake, he wants to make sure that there's some validity to what he's putting out there. But, um, sure. you know, it is kind of the hub and, and whether it's himself, whether it's pinball news, whether it's pinball magazine, whenever they decide to release a magazine, it's, it's things like that. That was a shot. Uh, Jonathan, it's about time. It's been two years, buddy. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's such a great magazine. I'm, it's more excitement. Like, hey, dude, let's oh, get yeah. the next one out there. Yeah, that, that is amazing. No, I've got, I've got nothing against Jeff at all. I think he does a, a fantastic job. And I certainly, if my comments led to, you know, making something like he was some kind of shady reporter, it was not my intention at all. It's just, no, I didn't uh, get that from you at all. 
Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, it's just that everybody. That was just an example, but everybody in the hobby is kind of like that way. Like you know, they someone will just say, "Oh, I heard that uh, you know, Three Stooges is coming up next." Oh, really? You know, and after about three four weeks, it just kind of becomes solidified somehow just because people talk about it enough that they've just decided that it's no longer a rumor and now reality but uh you know because i've seen the rumors for of course i did guardians and leading up to guardians you know people speculating that it was guardians you know for eight months before it came out and i know for a fact that nobody at stern ever admitted it you know no one ever said all right fine you, you you figured us out you know there it is so at some point, someone just decides these things are true rather than speculation. Maybe, Chris, but, you know, I wonder, Stern is a very, very big factory. A lot of employees are all employees under NDAs. What about the manufacturers? Like, they don't make the toys there, for example, so maybe it's a toy distributor. Who knows? You know, maybe it's the person printing the flyer. It could be anything. Yeah. So you never know where these things come from. And I can't imagine how you would harness and control that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, you know, to tell you the truth. I mean, and obviously, nothing against Stern. I don't know why. I, you know, personally, you know, God, I've seen a. I saw a trailer for the animated Grinch movie like a year ago, and almost wet my pants. I'm like, oh my God, I got to wait a year for this, and I, you know, I've been excited ever since because I like the Grinch. I, I guess to side with all the, uh, you know, the pinsiders and all that, I don't quite understand why, you know, the thought process behind the marketing either. And why things are kept secret and they don't just kind of like say, you know, hey, a year from now, you know, you're going to get a whatever Jaws pinball machine and let people just chew on that for a year, you know, knowing that it's a reality, not just a, an assumption. And, you know, because then you get to spend the next year going, oh, I hope they have an orca that rocks back and forth and I hope the shark comes out of the play field. And, you know, you got all that fun talk you can talk about for the next year so why they do it the way they do i don't know they have their reasons i'm sure they're legit but uh it makes it tough to work on these things and and have to keep secrets i always you know even now when i'm talking to you i've got to keep in mind i can't say certain things and uh you know it's it's tough it's tough and it's not fun either (laughs) i would love to say guess what i'm working on but you know can't do it so but yeah as far as leaks and all that go uh at Stern, I don't know. I, you know, the, uh, the development department is all like there's paper in the windows and stuff. That's not just when people come through on a tour. It's like that all the time. So, you know, all the people out on the line, I don't think are you know that are building the machines aren't privy to what's going on in there. It's just the uh, you know the higher ups and whatnot. You know, and you know people like George Gomez aren't going to run around and go, "All right, I can't contain this any longer. Guess what we're doing?" You know, he's he's old school. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know where these things come from, but, uh, it's unfortunate that they happen, but, you know, every hobby's got its ups and downs. Well, I have two things based on what you just said there. One, you talked about a Jaws machine, and I heard you on Head to Head say there's no way that can be done because of how hard it is with the actors. You don't need the actors in a Jaws pinball machine, but we'll move on from that. And no, you mentioned. No, 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 wait, Jeff. Jeff, we're not moving on from that. I'm going to explain myself. Okay, let me say the question before I forget, and then we'll come back to it. Uh, You mentioned George Gomez. To me, one of the best things ever was his speech at Texas Pinball Festival where he kind of threw people under the bus or a certain person under the bus for just kind of... standard? (laughs) Whatever. I I don't don't listen. Right. But it it was pretty funny. So, okay, go back to Jaws. Yeah. Okay, so Jaws. When you think Jaws, you think the shark. However, when you think about the movie, the movie was not about the shark. The shark just kind of swam around and 
ate somebody once in a while. It was the coming together of those three different personalities. They had to had to learn to respect each other and pull together to solve this problem. And that's what the movie was all about. It wasn't about the shark. I know, and I heard you say that on Head to Head, so we're not going to rehash that, but I'm just saying it's not necessary. We're not trying to recreate the movie with a Jaws game. We're trying to create that, the wonderful music, the soundtrack from John Williams. Oh, I'm not denying it's an awesome theme. I just think with those important things stripped away, how many drawings of a shark can you look at? You know, I mean, a shark isn't like Iron Man, like this cool pose and that cool pose. It's either straight or bent. <laughs> but it could be people swimming, getting gobbled up. You know, you could have somebody on a raft. Who knows? You know, you could try to blow up there. I think there's neat possibilities. It's certainly a great license. You're right. It wouldn't be like the movie. But then let's be honest. Is The Walking Dead an amazing game? Yes. Is it anything like the TV show? Not at all. Yeah, but that artwork gets crushed all the time. And people people ridicule that art so bad uh and i don't want to be that guy because if, if they did jaws i mean i already told them i said if you guys ever do jaws i'm your guy i don't want to hear any crap about anyone else <laughs> i have to do that game and even if they don't get the actors i'm i still want to do it you know because it can't be done without me bottom line if it's going to get done and there has to be these particular circumstances i'll i'll work with that what I don't want to happen is for me to do that and have the artwork go out and everyone go, what a bunch of crap. Well, Chris, how are you going to have time to do the artwork for it? You're spending all this time busy on machines, but even in your free time, when you're not stiffing people for dinner, you're doing photoshops of making somebody look like somebody they don't look like. Case in point, yours truly as John Goodman, Walter in The Big Lebowski. Dude, all I did was change your hair ever so slightly, and people thought it was actually a picture of him. First of all, I have way more gray hair. Secondly, I would never wear yellow tinted glasses or a shirt that says the dude. And as it has been proven by Mrs. Pin, I am the doppelganger of one Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck yeah. right here. And then, and then the following episode, she said... Oh, I didn't realize he had red hair. What was I thinking, Tom Selleck? Yeah, what were you thinking? I'm more like the girl from Wendy's. Yeah, well, you know, who knows? Maybe, you know, she's she uh, she came onto the scene rather abruptly and in a big way, so maybe she just found herself in a position where she better start sucking up to people so that she can become friends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love her sincerity, and I love her honesty, even when she admits she doesn't know things. That's, I think, the charm of that show. Yeah, I've, I've listened to a couple of episodes, and it, it is a, it's a definitely an interesting perspective. But I, I think, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, it's a shame that it can't. It's, it doesn't. I don't know that it would appeal 100% to female pinball players because there's that element of I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, so I'm going to teach you about pinball when most of the girls in pinball already know about pinball. But just to have that female perspective is, I, I think, is pretty cool. And just the fact that, like, she tells everybody she's a teacher, and then she's like, God, start swearing. It's like, I, I can just imagine, like, you know, this teacher throwing a fit in her classroom, swearing. But uh, anyway. It's a lot of fun, and there are so many great podcasts out there, and, and we've talked about a few of them. It's fun to do this, but the reason I like doing it is it's fun to get to know people like yourself, whether, in fact, we will ever meet. I'm sure we will at some point. Sure, definitely, yeah. I'm going to be, let's see, where am I going to be at? I will be in, I think my next show is Vancouver. Are you going to be in Vancouver? I have a wedding that week. Oh, 
I know oh. you're a guest speaker there. Tommy Floyd told me that uh, you're going to be one of the featured persons there, and I think that's great. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's a bummer that I'd have a lot more to talk about if it was about four weeks later, but um, <laughs> I'll do my best. Uh, I will also be at, uh, were you going to be in Chicago for, for Expo in October? I am going to make, I have yet to ever go. And since they have things settled between the powers that be, I think this will be my first year going to that event. I've already been to Chicago once this year, but uh, I love the Windy City. Yeah, well, that's the that's the two big reveals, so it's worth it to go just for that. And we will talk on Pinball Profile about that? Afterwards, absolutely. Uh, boy, do I, I've got plenty of stories to tell. We might even do an extended mix. Awesome. Yeah, I think I hold record on uh, head-to-head podcasts as being the longest podcast still to this day, I, I'm pretty sure. It's so. just because you stutter. I'm sorry, what? It's just because <laughs> you stutter. <laughs> you Anyway, all Just the best. I don't shut up, Jeff. That's the I don't shut up. You know, I never even. Uh, Ryan C sent me a question. And he wanted me to ask you this. And uh, hold on, let me see. It's right here. How'd you get into pinball? No, forget it. I'm not reading that. <laughs> but I do wonder, as far as getting into the art, you had to be. I've seen kind of. I've seen your signature and stuff. And I looked and I went. I know nothing about art. But my guess, if I'm a betting man, and I am, you were a graffiti artist at some point. Some sort of tagger. You would doodle on your school books, admit something to that effect. Is that correct? Well, I've definitely tagged many a trapper keepers, um, but no <laughs> brick walls or billboards or highway overpasses. There's yeah, a few well, canvases in Michigan you could do. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't like drawing that big. It's hard to see. You know, you're standing in front of a 20-foot wall, and it's like, I can't tell if this is you know proportionate or not <laughs> got to keep backing up you know take a hundred steps back no i my thing in high school was i used to draw all the characters from the pink floyd the wall album cover oh wow all those crazy characters you know that represented his wife and his teacher and all that oh, i just loved all that stuff and i also got paid to draw i took my for some reason i don't know why maybe because it was the 80s when i was in high school i was big into black and white checkers like i had black and white checkered shirts like dress shirts that were black and white checkers and did you have van so, shoes? Uh, I had the van shoes, except I hated the slip-on ones. I, I had I had a pair that tied up, and then they got demolished, and I couldn't find a new pair. What? So what I did was, yeah, I know. The slip-ons were the Spicoli specials. Yeah, it was not my thing. Didn't like them. Love Spicoli. <laughs> Didn't like the shoe. So I took a pair of Nikes, and I drew, with a black stripe, I drew white checkers on the stripe, so it was a black and white checkered stripe. And then I got paid 20 bucks a shoe to do that for everybody else in high school because they wanted them too. Wow. I did a couple of different ones. Like I did paint splatters with like neon colors. You know, I was like, I had a whole business between that and changing IDs. <laughs> um, yeah, cash in high school. <laughs> so in high school, you were doing the checkered squares and then it moved, I assume, to pentagons to where we are now with the hexagons. Wow. What's next? You'd think it was backwards because the older I get, the more I feel like things are falling off of me. So you think it'd start with a hexagon and then end up with a pentagon because one of the sides fell off. That's a really bad joke. Leave that in and embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're not all home runs. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. Let me think about the two that I'm working on. There is nothing, there's not really anything in the two that I'm working on that is sort of themed out in, in, in a way like uh, Guardians was with the hexagons. So there's, I'm just going to go down as a hexagon dude because there's never going to be, I don't think there's going to be anything coming up that can take the place of that, you know. And I'm fine with that because I can post pictures on your website of urinal, you know, 
covers <laughs> in the shape of a hexagon and with my two shoes, you know, on the bottom of the photo. <laughs> but I remember firing that thing off in the bathroom to your page, and I'm like, I should have looked at that real good and made sure there's no reflections or anything. Because <laughs> I was actually taking a whiz when I took that picture. <laughs> It was crazy, and I'll post it on our Facebook page again for those who missed it, but just a little tip from me to you, probably not a good idea to bring a camera into a bathroom. It's a phone. Everybody brings their phone everywhere. No one's snapping shots. Well, no, and, you know, nobody was in there. I wasn't, you know, because it would have looked like I was not taking a picture of a urinal filter to anyone else, you know, a point pointing the camera, the phone down between my leg region. (laughs) Let's talk about something else. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's the best way to end it. I think we'll just <laughs> we should just leave it right there, and people will be like, "What? What have I listened to?" Just me. You know they're going to tune out anyway after this anyway. So I, I think we well, should probably call today. All right. Well, well, <laughs> you got to get back to work, don't you? Uh, actually, I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch a movie called Cold Moon, which I'm really excited to watch. I love horror movies and. Horror movies are a crapshoot. Most of them are... You, you can lose in two ways. Low-budget crap, because anybody who's like, I think I want to make a movie, starts off with a horror movie, and then somehow Walmart buys it and sells it for five bucks, and it's a piece of junk. Or the big you know, the big studios will make a horror movie, but they want the little kids to go see it so they can get the most money they can, so they churn out this PG-13 garbage that I'm not interested in. So... Rarely do I get satiated with my thirst for good horror, but I stumbled across this movie called Cold Moon that looks like just like a genuine, creepy, supernatural, spooky movie. So I, of course, went to Amazon and ordered it, and now it's waiting for me to watch. I'm a big fan of older horror movies for sure, and you know, even something new like Get Out, which I thought was spectacular. Some of those Japanese ones scare the bejesus out of me. So uh, yeah, I, I don't usually go to see them at the theater because I'm pretty much a chicken. And uh, you know, theater. The good thing about watching it is no one can see you when your eyes are closed. <laughs> see, it doesn't bug me being around people, but you know, I, I'll I'll admit something uh, embarrassing again. Does it involve um, a urinal? No, it doesn't involve a urinal. Okay. But, uh, I cannot, to this day, watch The Exorcist at night if I'm alone. It just creeps me out too much. Still the scariest like, movie ever, no question about it. Oh, I think so. I, I don't think that'll ever be topped. It's just, it, it really creeps me out. My daughter falls for the latest in horror technology, which is the people who walk and crawl around in abnormal ways. Like, that seems to be the spooky thing now, is have the person walk oddly down the stairs on their hands and knees and then we'll play it in reverse and it'll look really crazy and that freaks my daughter out but you know (laughs) i watch that and i'm like really this is the best you got give me a vincent price movie (laughs) well just to let you know i have uh boys but if my youngest was born a female the name we agreed on was sydney only so i could say hello sydney (laughs) <laughs> some scream action nice exactly yeah i i wanted to uh my daughter's name is presley but i wanted to name her reagan after linda blair's character in the exorcist but my wife at the time said uh reagan where did you get that from and i wasn't gonna lie and i also couldn't think of a good lie that fast so i just said it's the girl from the exorcist oh we're not naming her that oh crap <laughs> so, how's yeah. beetlejuice sound I got Beetlejuice for a kid. (laughs) Uh, No. Will we spell it Beetlegeist? 
Yeah. No, no. You don't want people to say it that way. No. Christopher. Do people call you Chris or Christopher? To tell you the truth, most people call me Franchi. And I couldn't tell you why. All right. Maybe because people know so many Chris's, it's a common name that if you were talking about me to someone else and you said Franchi, there's yeah. no question which Franchi, you know? <laughs> All right, Franchi, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Get back to work. I look forward to what comes next from you with uh, two titles in October, I assume being released at Expo. And uh, I know I'll hear from you between now and then. I am the James Brown of pinball, the hardest working man in pinball biz. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. And uh, hello to all the pinball people out there. I love you all. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. I'm Jeff Teolis.